Hello, my name is Andrew Whalen. And I'm Dee Arias. This is Lore of the Week, the podcast where we talk about what's going on in the world and dive into what's popping. This week we're going to be talking about, of course, Spotify Wrapped and uh, the state of the movie industry today and our movies back. All right. How are you doing today, Andrew? I'm doing good, man. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm taking tomorrow off. Got a Friday off and taking a Monday off. So I got a long weekend. I'm, I'm hyped, man. I'm ready for it. Hey, that's what's up. I'm definitely looking forward to the weekend so I can sleep in. I've slept like shit this entire week. Work mm. has been insane. And yeah, melatonin's not really cutting it for me lately. So uh cannot wait until my head's on that pillow. So. Yeah, man. That's brutal. It's brutal out here. Brutal out here. <laughs> Uh, you want to go ahead and just hop into Spotify Wrapped? I'm dying to talk about it. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. So kick us off. Yeah. So um, for anyone who's been living under a rock and doesn't know what um, Spotify Wrapped is, it is uh, after a full year, well, really 11 months, because um, it happened. It comes out on the first day of December. Um, after 11 months of listening to Spotify, Spotify releases a, um, it's really just stats on what you listen to the most. Um, and, uh, kind of like what genres you listen to and what artists and what songs, et cetera, et cetera. It kind of packages it up in a, uh, a fancy pants, um, little video for you, which by the way, we were talking about it briefly before we were on, on the mic. Um, it was pretty annoying this year at this point. Like when I just went back to take a bunch of screenshots so we could talk about it and like having to sit there and wait for it to tell me about, you know. I understood the assignment and all that shit. Um, pretty annoying. I mean, you've seen the memes. I'm sure people are, are giving a lot of shit. So, yeah, it just feels it. I understand what they were going for, but I think they went a little overboard and it feels just yeah. a little forced and doesn't necessarily hit the mark of like what they're trying to hit. Comes off a little corny. Yeah. And like, I don't really care about that. If they had just, if they had also let me just be like, all right, just let me, just show me the things. Like, let me press a button and see my top five artists instead of having to like, watch two minute two seconds of like meme near you know so well i'll say this uh last year spotify wrapped i really loved because it kept a little bit of kind of that like story driven connection that you had with like music and kind of showed some like interesting or alternative stats compared to previous years but it was still quick and fast and you easily still could just get like right to the like uh, bones of like whatever like your stats were like top five or top genres and stuff this time it's a bit of a chore because you're literally skipping it especially if you're going back a few, a few times yeah yeah exactly i don't remember being annoyed by it last year so that makes sense um so yeah that's that's spotify wrapped it's obviously taken uh social media by storm everybody's uh really into sharing their top artists their top songs their genres etc um and there's a lot of people talking about that and whether you know people are embarrassing themselves or people are showing off whatever um it doesn't matter i I think why judge other people's tastes in music you know it's like enjoy your shit i'm glad you enjoyed your shit so i haven't seen too much that to be clear i I shouldn't be i'm I'm like chastising you know a person on social media that maybe i have seen but um for the most part it's been it's been fun i have seen a couple people point out that it's like oh yeah spotify like doing a lot of cool stuff with all the data they're collecting on all of us but you know, whatever. Uh, it's fun to see. So do you want to share your Spotify wrapped? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know all my top stuff or you want to hear minutes listened first? Like, how do you, yeah, let's start with minutes listened. All right. I was at 46 K 46 K. Okay. I was at, I think 37 K. So, uh, that, that 
that made me think I would like to, what are your music listening habits? Like how do you normally listen to music? Normally I listen to music when I'm doing chores around the house, especially like washing dishes or cleaning up my room. Uh, always love having either a podcast on or uh, music playing. I mentioned podcast cause I think that actually gets wrapped into your minutes. Listen through Spotify. Definitely. And then sometimes when I'm at work, however, I've noticed that I think within like the past year or two, the amount of music that I listen to at work has actually uh, started to decrease a bit. And I'm not really like listening as much because I think I'm just so laser focused uh, more of the time. And then when I'm driving, it's a bit of a like a 50 50. Sometimes I'll listen to music and sometimes I kind of just want to clear my head and just kind of listen to nothing. Yeah. Um. So those would be like some of my biggest habits. Um, as you know, I'm a bit of a chain smoker. So, uh, whenever I'm outside, uh, on a smoke break, um, yeah, I'll be listening to tunes usually and stuff like that. So those are typically like my biggest habits when I'm like listening. Uh, I no longer have a bath at my apartment, uh, or when I moved into a new apartment, but a huge chunk of my music listening was when I was just indulging myself in incredibly hot water bubbles. I love that, man. I, I, I love baths. I haven't taken one. I, I don't take them. Very often, I, I don't. I just don't think about it. But I need to. I need to get back in that habit. But Addie, my partner, is always super grossed out by it because she just thinks that that seems to be a. We're getting wildly off topic here, but it seems to be like a um, one of those litmus tests for people. Like fifty fifty, people are like really grossed out by baths and like sitting in still water of their own filth. I guess is how she would put it. Um, and then uh, the other half for people who are like it's lovely to sit in a pool of hot water and just like vibe. Well, you know the trick, honestly, just take a quick shower right before. Yeah. that That's really it. Like, because otherwise, like, I think taking a bath to actually, like, bathe or, like, clean yourself. Yeah, that's a bit jarring. But, yeah, yeah I mean, just take a quick, like, you know, like, three-minute rinse and then cap off in the bath, I think. For sure. Well, she's also weird about the, um, like, the cleanliness of the actual tub. But whatever. We don't need to talk about that. Um, <laughs> True. <laughs> um <laughs> I, I was going to ask that when you, when you are uh, taking smoking smoke breaks, like do you have headphones in that you're listening to music? Yeah. Sometimes I'll have my over the ear headphones or like in ear buds, but normally I am. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Um, my, my music listening has, um, I've definitely like in the last couple of years and, and in the, the, um, pandemic especially have really leaned into podcasts more than music. Um, and I, I, I haven't really, you know, super examined why that is i think part of it is it's nice in this world where we're less around other folks generally like i haven't been in my office in two years it's just nice to have people talking in my ear and i also find that it is easier for me to do things like you mentioned chores um it's easier for me to do or or it seems to make chores more enjoyable and go by more quickly as opposed to when i'm listening to music i almost feel it's weird to me, but I almost feel like for me, listening to music is a more involved thing than listening to a podcast where with most of my podcasts, I just, I can kind of zone out and like take in the conversation. And, um, sometimes I'm, I'm like paying more active attention than others, especially if it's like a narrative podcast, but I don't know. I just feel like listening to music for me is a more like I, I am listening to it. I'm actively listening to music. Um, or at least I feel like I should be, I'm a huge car jam person i love listening to music in the car because i feel like uh, by myself in particular and especially at night that's like that's totally my vibe like being on the highway at night by myself 
blasting music, like absolutely destroying my eardrums is my shit. Uh, and I, I just feel like you get the, the, you can play them at like absurd volumes like that and just fucking dance your heart out and, and sing and all that stuff. And it's just, that's, that's my shit. Damn your whole vibe, Andrew. Damn. Imagine summer night windows down. Yeah. Dude, 100% man. You know it. Um, so sorry. So back to it, back to it. So you, you got 46, I got 37. You got me beat by about nine K minutes. So, um, and that's, that's gotta have podcast listening time in it because a lot of I, bath time and cigarettes, bath time and cigarettes, dude, you're a whole vibe D come on. <laughs> um, all right. What's next? Uh, what were your, let's do artists first. I know they did songs first, but I, I, I think what were your top five artists? My top five artists. Um, you want me to count down from number five or start from the top? Or should we do, we were just talking about vibe. So I know I'm jumping around here. What's your, what's your vibe? What's your audio aura? Oh, uh, I got euphoric and I got, uh, I think it was chill. And what are the colors that they gave you for that? I want to say it was like kind of like a lavender blue green. kind okay. of Like it kind of, cause like kind of morphed and kind of included all those colors in that way. Yeah. I thought the audio aura, aura thing was really cool. It's totally random, but I love it. Yeah. You know, it's, I would like to probably look to see if they maybe did some type of thing where, cause isn't there like people can like see colors or like, there's like a science to kind of what like sounds actually would look like. So oh, I wonder yeah. if maybe there was some type of algorithm that determined that or it was just bullshit. They just like, uh, plastered it as whatever. Yeah. Either way it was beautiful, you know? Yeah, it was, they are, they were gorgeous. I would like to know where they came from. Like what, that was like the most like ethereal part of the Spotify rap. Cause it's like, where are these words coming from? How are they like, what how are they defining the words is it based on genre or is it based on something else in the music i've always wondered that like what are they actually the data points they have on like an individual song like are they categorizing an individual song by that i don't know man i i, I that might be worth reading up on and uh and bring into the show next week um my audio aura was i also had euphoric and i also had bold and bold is a um like fiery red orange, uh, which took up most of my, took up most of the picture. Um, and then there's a little bit of the euphoric, like lavender kind of in the background. That's me. So you were chill and euphoric and I'm bold and euphoric. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we got something in common and that's euphoria. I think it makes more sense to kind of like ease into shit. So like, what were your genres? My top five were indie rock. So that's coming in at number one underground hip-hop at number two then i had alternative r&b chill hop and then uh rounding it out is art hop or or not art hop art pop art pop that's an interesting one yeah which i didn't even know i listened to yeah the more you know (laughs) um that's dope so it was indie rock uh which i'm surprised i would have i would have thought you would have been you would have had hip-hop at number one yeah, um, I think where the indie rock pop because I do listen to actually quite a bit of indie rock from all sorts of artists. Um, but I actually would have thought that probably hip hop would have beaten it out, but I feel like it was probably a really close second. I can see that. My number one is indie pop, which is was surprising to me because I don't know, I don't think of myself as listening to a lot of indie pop. I definitely do listen to what am I like pop is a weird genre to me, and like what is indie pop? It's like almost an oxy oxymoron. Yeah. But I, I, I guess, I, I guess I listen to a good amount. Of, apparently, I listen to a good amount of indie pop more than anything else. And then my number two is video game music, which that blew my mind um, because I definitely have listened to a couple soundtracks for a couple um, games, 
specifically persona five i've rocked that soundtrack it's dope it's kind of like a it's kind of like a jazz hop kind of vibe and like maybe like a a couple of like lo-fi zelda songs remixes or something like that um just for like work or something but it still blew my mind that it was um my number two but uh more about that when we get to top songs um (laughs) and then uh alternative hip-hop is my number three Indie rock coming in at number four and then modern alternative rock at number five. Nice. Yeah. That sounds like awesome. Pretty cool cuts. I'm really interested, especially about like the video game music. So, yeah. 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 We'll, we'll talk more about that. Cause, uh, it, yeah. Um, what were your top five artists? Top five artists. Um, do you want to like ring it like one after one with each other? Yeah. Do you want to start at five and go up? This yeah. Time? I think yeah, that'd be pretty it. cool. Let's do it. Uh, so coming in at number five is dead. They're spelled D-E-H-D. Uh, they probably b- became like my new favorite artist. They're a three-piece band from Chicago, and they're essentially like an indie punk, just yeah. really dope like band. Recently, I almost had the chance to go see them, but unfortunately, uh, I had like a scheduling conflict. But yeah, their music is just super tight, and they have like a few albums out. And I really just love their music because, especially earlier on in COVID, like just being indoors a lot. They definitely were a really good release to kind of just like dance around and just like get my body moving. Yeah. I remember you talking about that. I, I, I'm, I, I'm bummed you couldn't make it to the show. I feel like you told me uh, like months ago that you were going to go and yeah, cool. Uh, I need to check them out. Like when you told him, when you, when you mentioned them to me, I was like, Oh, that sounds dope. Um, uh, but I have not checked them out. So I will remind myself once again. Um, my number five uh, is young, the giant. They regularly show up in my, uh, in my top five. And Spoiler alert, my number one song was a Young the Giant song, and I think that's a large part of the reason why they, they came in at number five, because I listened to the fuck out of this one particular song that we'll talk about. So, what's your number four? Yeah, and hey, that's a really good point you mentioned, because uh, even though this artist, he's one of my, like, definitely, like, one of my favorite rappers, uh, with his new album this year, I really had, like, a couple tracks on repeat so heavily that uh, actually popped up to my top uh, song of the year, but... Uh, coming in at number four is Vince Staples. Dope. Absolutely love his music. And I think he, quite frankly, even though as like acclaimed as he is, I still think he's underrated and he's one of the best like rappers in the game. Love all his projects because they're all really different. But his self-titled album that just came out this year is his most like stripped down and like most like intimate minimalist. And it just works because it's just kind of him at the forefront of it. Nothing with like crazy production or anything in it's just incredible. Nice. I, there was a, there was a Vince Staples song that I used to same as you. Like, uh, it was on one of my playlists and I just rocked the shit out of that song. I don't remember what it was called. Schoolboy Q. Is that a thing? Or is that a different rapper? Oh, Schoolboy Q is a different rapper, but I also love Schoolboy Q too. Why am I thinking school? Maybe he's on the song. Sorry. They got, are, they do have a song together. Um, what's it called? I don't know if they have a song together that technically would have been released under like any of Vince Staples projects. I could be blanking on that, but for Schoolboy Q, it was on the album uh, Blank Face, which is one of the best like gangster rap albums ever to come out. I I don't know. I mean, Grammys are bullshit, but I really don't know how Coloring Book beat out Blank. Whatever. Anyway, so um, the name of the song, uh, it's not Torch. I'll look it up real quick. I think I heard it on a podcast. It, I, in fact, it was on one of the old cracked.com podcasts. I don't know if you ever listen to those. Um, one of the editors of that podcast had a pretty cool uh, taste of music. And he, I remember he described this Vince Staples song that played in the middle of the episode as conscious sounded like conscious rap, but with like 
totally just belligerent lyrics. Like it had like that, like that, the sound and production of like, oh, this is like a deep, you know, like headier rap. But then the song itself was about like fucking some dude's girlfriend. And it was like totally egregious. And it was just, it was, I loved that song, man. I wish I could remember what it was, but. No, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I just love it because it's like, it could just be music that is just like so like either aggressive or like just like thought provoking lyrics. I'll say though, Vince Staples has definitely put like the term conscious hip hop on blast and he definitely, he does not fuck with it. Yeah. Uh, whether or not people like want to term things as like conscious hip hop, hey, like whatever to like whatever degree they want to do, but definitely will know if Vince Staples is here right now, he, <laughs> you'd be roasting us, I think. <laughs> Where I mean, and and I I kind of hesitate before I said it because like I don't know if that's the you you're definitely more in the hip hop world than I am, and I don't know how else to like refer to this difference in and maybe it's like kind of a maybe that's why I put it on blast because it's kind of like a, a pretentious way of talking about it. But yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting that he specifically has put that on blast. Yeah, yeah. My number four is Japanese symbols that I can't. I don't. I don't speak Japanese. Um, and it is the artist that did the persona five soundtrack uh so apparently i listen dude and i'm like i swear to you i do not remember listening to this album that much for it to be my number four but you know what i think a big part of it is is back earlier this year when i was still running our D campaign i listened to that album a lot uh looking for background music to play during our sessions so that might be part of the reason why it, it popped up yeah. I mean, there's a couple songs on there that I had on regular playlists because they're they're jams, but um, I think that might be why it like ended up on uh like so high on my artist, my top artists. And you know, with some time removed, it probably is like because it, it probably took the better like chunk of like the early 2020 that it just yeah kind of just filled up those minutes and just we're like, in 2021, it. brother. Hmm? We're in 2021. You meant you said 2020. Holy fuck. We're about to be in 2022, man. Dude, I mean, everything's a blur. I know. You know? I know. Wow. That's depressing. It's fucked up. I was actually talking to my my uh, parents. Uh, Thanksgiving was last week. Uh, I was talking to my mom about this a lot, where remembering when things happened, you, you, like, you just have to add two years to whatever you think it was. Because basically two years just slipped by. So you'll be, like, all the time, I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens to me. Was, uh, my mom was saying it's happened to her, where it's like, oh, when did that happen? Like, I think it was earlier this year and it was, it was, it was two years ago. Cause it was like, wow. I'm like remembering yeah. things that were pre pandemic and that is at least two years ago at this point or close to two years ago at this point, man, it's, it's fucked. Honestly. Wow. This is so depressing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, coming in at number three <laughs> is the Wu Tang clan. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, big reason for this actually is because, I've been watching the Wu-Tang show that's on Hulu and it's uh watched it with like season two with like my roommates and had an absolute blast just watching that show. And that kind of just like sparked my love for uh, Wu-Tang again because I really loved listening to them growing up. And this time around, I definitely came into listening to their albums with more of an appreciation now that I knew a little bit more about like kind of their backstories outside of their music. Because um, otherwise I had just been more of just like a, a listener but to actually kind of like get a little bit more like narrative and like uh perspective into it, it definitely made it really dope, especially with how they came to be and like kind of form as like an independent hip hop group. Dope. What's that show? Oh, it's um it's called uh Wu Tang, like an American saga. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's like kind of the second part. And there's two seasons and it's on Hulu. I'll say overall the show's really, really good. 
there's definitely some points where maybe like the pacing's a bit like long or a bit like weird in here. I really respect how creative they are with the show to kind of do like really interesting, unique things to each episode. Sometimes it can be a bit of a miss, but overall, pretty solid show. So is it like a docuseries? Um, no, it, it's it's essentially like like an autobiographical show from the perspective of mainly the RZA, but it does show like everyone else's like upbringing and stuff like that. But is it like is it like a are there actors playing their roles or is it? Oh like- yeah. Actors playing their roles. Oh, cool. so sorry. Um, to kind of like break it down. It's like, uh, in the nineties, like early nineties showing where everyone is at before Wu Tang clan came to be. So it just shows like literally like all like the original, like nine members. And then like a couple of the people behind the scenes who ran like the business part of like running Wu Tang productions, but essentially what their lives were like before they got into music or when they were in music and why maybe some of their solo careers failed or, what led them to actually start making music in like Staten Island word. Yeah. Check that out. Sounds cool. Yeah. It's pretty tight. And especially once you get to season two, when they actually form as the clan, it's really dope because the way they kind of introduce or show some of the iconic like songs being recorded is pretty tight. So nice. uh, Yeah. I need to check it out. I've got kind of, I've like dipped my toe into Wu-Tang before I enjoyed it quite a bit, but I haven't done like a deep dive. I'm going to need to check it out. Yeah. Uh, spoiler to Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, w- w- well, not to Wu-Tang Clan songs. Well, yeah, you could probably say because and I, I can differentiate the difference between the two of songs, but uh, two are in my top five. Cool. We'll get to that. Stand by, listeners. Um, my number three is Glass Animals, which should be no surprise for anyone uh, that's been within striking distance of me for the last year because I'm constantly playing. I, I love Glass Animals. I think Glass Animal is also like a huge, this was similar to last year, Tame Impala was my number one. They're, they they did not make it to my top five this year, weirdly. But um, for a similar reason as Glass Animals, I feel like they are a safe band and a, a, really any of their albums to just throw on in mixed company. And I, like, they're just very easy for people to listen to. And like some people, myself included, like I really jammed in Glass Animals, but I feel like it's one of those bands where it's like, at worst people are, it's just, you know, it's fine. It's like inoffensive, I guess would be a way of, of putting it. So yeah. Don't they have that track that was really popular or gooey gooey was, yeah, that was their first big breakout hit with yeah, their first album. It's a dope song. Yeah. You should, if you like that song, you should check out their first album because their first album is like 12 songs. that sound almost exactly like gooey in a good way. Oh, I'll definitely check it out. So yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like that, that'll be a really like a good album to like listen to, especially when I'm like kind of working through things or kind of just going through like, uh, my house chores and stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's just a smooth, smooth jams on that um that album. They're all their their stuff is good. Their new album that came out this year, over last year or two years ago, I don't know. It was during COVID at least. Um, I didn't love it as much. Love Heat Waves. That song is my jam. That was on the new album. I think it was actually my number six song, so it didn't make it. Um, but there was a song from their second album that made it in my top five. For anyone that isn't hasn't like if you have heard any glass animals and you are kind of into it and you're curious about more their second album is in my opinion a masterpiece um the first album is dope it's like if you like the sound of gooey you'll like the first album it's just like that like sexy like i don't even know how to describe it like animal noises happening sometimes but just like smooth sexy indie rock kind of maybe indie pop maybe that's why i have indie pop on there but their second album is like it's very interesting and it's doing a lot of different things, but there is not a bad song on that album. In my opinion, basically their second album is one of those albums where my favorite song 
has at one time or another been almost every single song on that album. And that's what happened this year. And one of my favorite songs this year is from that album. Anyway, what's your number two? No, hey, and I'll keep that in mind, especially with their second album. Yeah. Uh, my number two is Blood Orange. Blood Orange has been uh, one of my favorite artists for the past like several years. Uh, first, Blood Orange is the name of like the artist, but his name is uh, Devante Hines. And uh, his music is just beautiful, honestly. I started listening to him back in college. Uh, so now I've been like rocking with him for a few years. But music is just like really kind of, I would say, really soft almost indie rock but like very r&b inspired too so very soulful and just like sultry music and unapologetically like black and queer and uh just fucking love his like themes like so much and what was really cool too that i was really excited for is like within the past several years he's actually has scored movies and shows so he did like this like short little indie film called like i think palo alto which i never watched it actually but i think it had um james franco and i'm blanking on the actress's name but that was like a small thing that he had started with but then he did he scored we are who we are uh on hbo which is like this short mini series which is also incredibly queer and just like really dope in terms of just like affirming identity and just really love his scores and all his music i would say like my favorite albums from him would probably be cupid deluxe and like negro swan so highly recommend checking him out especially for fans if you're like into like solange that would be probably uh, a pretty decent comp that I would probably make to. I feel like when you said indie rock, soulful indie rock, that was like y- you had sold me right then. Yeah, so I need to check it out. For I sure. wish we'd been able to share our our top 100 songs list, man. That was annoying for listeners. Uh, I don't know if you've tried to do this, but when when I told D that like my topic I want to bring is Spotify Wrapped, he was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, let's share our top 100 songs." And so we sent our links over, and then if you if I send my link to you and you click on it, it takes you to your top 100 songs. So it's like, we couldn't do it. It was annoying. It was really, really annoying. I wonder if it's something that might be like a bug or like maybe they're looking to try to like iron out because you would think that the link would just be individual. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was pretty disappointing. Yeah, I agree. It's It was weird too. Um, Where were we? That was your number two. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I need to check that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My number two was... Leanne Lahavas. Have you ever heard of Leanne Lahavas? I don't think so. I hadn't either. Um, so this is a huge shout out, shout out to my internet friend Will, last name unknown. Um, just <laughs> a, a a buddy of mine on a Discord for another podcast. Um, recommended me. I listened to Leanne Lahavas and her album uh, Leanne Lahavas, and it is like classic R and B, like female singer, all soul opining about like her love and like her lost love and new love um and it is a beautiful album and i had it on repeat i was obsessed for like two months with this album and even now when it comes on i'm i'm, I'm totally obsessed uh, particularly with there's a couple songs paper thin and please don't make me cry um are awesome songs. i'd never heard of her before i don't know and I, I don't know i haven't met anyone who's who's heard of her i don't think she's like super um like uh, uh unknown or anything like that i just think like the people in my circles aren't familiar so again huge shout out to will uh unknown last name for that one hey no i would definitely love to check out that artist so yeah this has been really awesome to like walk through like our top artists and such well then i guess moving into number one to like top off the list you know it was gonna be this but it's kanye west <laughs> hell yeah man nice yay yay yeah so 
I think as long as I remember with Spotify rap being around, which uh, 2016, because that's when it like first launched when I had like read up a little bit on it today. Kanye has always made like my top five. I don't know if he's made my number one. So this might be like the first time this year. And uh, that would definitely make sense because earlier on in the year, I was just kind of just crushing like album after album, just like really appreciating all the different eras of music and like some of my personal favorite albums of like his. And then obviously he released Donda this year. So when that came out, I definitely had like quite a few of those like tracks like on uh, heavy repeat because I personally really loved uh, a few of the tracks on that album. So yeah, I'm a long time Kanye fan. That is a roller coaster of an experience. Um, <laughs> but hey, at the end of the day, goddamn, do I love his music? So. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I actually, um, I, I I've always like I like Kanye's music. I've never like really listened to it on my own. Uh, my roommate Brian fucking loves Kanye, and he's always played Kanye. Um, and I I like it. I mean, it's he's it's great music. Um, but recently strange development after the trailer for the witcher season two featured a song from my beautiful dark twisted fantasy called monster yeah i fell in love with that song and i have been playing that shit on repeat not enough at this point to make it on my my it's probably on my top 100 songs i haven't checked um but that song fucking slaps dude i love that song and also Nicki minaj's verse on that song is wild it goes so hard Oh, yeah. And honestly, one of the best like verses on like the album. But um, yeah, if you really like Monster, uh, I mean, in general, I would say My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, definitely my favorite Kanye album. Word. Um, but if you really like Monster, I think you would really like So Appalled as well. Okay. That is a great track because it's a great roster of rappers as well. And I always think it's really cool when uh, Kanye is able to tap into like multiple artists and just kind of run them like in a in a row, just like them letting just like completely rip on like verses. Yeah, which monsters what like Jay Z, Nicki Minaj, and uh who's the other checking really quick because it's been a minute. Wow, when you look up monster song, um <laughs> Sean Mendes and Justin Bieber comes up. What the fuck? <laughs> uh I'm gonna pretend like that never happened. Okay, the algorithm is broken. Um <laughs> you have Nicki Minaj, Jay Z, Rick Ross, and then Bon Eva is of course uh, credited to some uh, extent on that, probably with production, since he does work heavily with Kanye. I don't know. I'm not familiar with that person, but Rick Ross. Okay, cool. Oh, um, well, I might be saying it wrong because I think people have tried to correct me before, but if not, like Bon Iver. Oh, Bon Iver. Bon Iver. I think it's Bon Iver. It's Bon Iver. No shit, he works with Kanye? Oh, a ton. I had no idea. Well, if you want some more Rex, uh, you should definitely check out um, Yeezus because on that album, I think they work a couple times on that, but... The one track in particular where you can definitely hear him, like especially vocal wise, is a uh, "Hold My Liquor" and it has Chief Keef on it, and it's a pretty awesome track. I, I, I'm not uh, a huge Bonnie Bear fan. I really, I, I don't really know Bonnie Bear's music. It sounds like in my head, I always thought it was like kind of comparable to Explosions in the Sky, like super, yeah, like vibey kind of. Because one of my best friends has a symbol from a Bonnie Bear album tattooed. It was like his first big tattoo. I think he's got it tattooed on his rib cage. Damn, what a first tattoo. Yeah. It wasn't his first. It was like one of the first. But yeah, I I think it hurt like shit. I'm sure it hurt like shit. Um, Interesting. Really interesting. Man, that Kanye guy. You just never know. That Kanye guy. That that yay. Oh, that yay. (laughs) Um, Yes, I am white. Um, (laughs) Which 
speaking of brings me to my number one artist, which is a hip hop artist called Aesop Rock. Not ASAP Rocky, to be clear. (laughs) This is a different rapper named Aesop Rock. Very alt hip hop, very like acidy kind of his lyric. So the best way I could describe Aesop Rock, I think, is I once saw a someone did like a data analysis thing on on Reddit or something, probably where they took. I don't know how exactly they did it, but they maybe took like an artist, a rapper's like first album or however a, a certain number of songs and analyze how many different unique words they used in that, like whatever metric of songs that they were, they were checking um, and then put them on like a graph, you know, with the less words they used on the left and then more words on the right. And it was really interesting to see. It was kind of a, you know, a lot of, a lot of rappers kind of ended up kind of in the middle. And then there was a couple folks like, I I can't remember. I don't want to name any names, but um, some, some people on the left that were, you know, kind of just, I guess, repeating more things, whatever. Not that, Again, not that this is a a measure of how good of a rapper you are, but Aesop Rock was like there was like a glitch in the graph and then he appeared like farther right to that. So he was like so far beyond this dude is using so he has to be rapping with the thesaurus. I don't understand how he does it. He knows a lot of words and that's not necessarily why I enjoy him. I think he's I, I think his music's dope. His newest album that came out recently is produced by Blockhead. Um, who was just like a dope producer. It's all very like, I don't know how to describe Aesop Rock. One of this. Are you familiar? Have you ever listened to any stuff? Oh, yeah. I'm familiar with uh, Aesop Rock. Uh, I haven't listened to him much, but I think when I first came across him, I was in high school because he's been around for quite a minute. Yeah, but he's old. Yeah, no, from the from the music that I am aware and what I've listened to of him, like very like on brand to what you just said is like, literally is like a like a tongue twister like is just like shelving out words left and right and like really witty or just like i think also his cuts to references are just like super deep if you go on like probably like rap i don't think it's called rap genius anymore i think they rebranded it but essentially like those sites where you can look up what like lyrics mean it's like literally like pages and pages just for like one song for him yeah like yeah, he he says a lot of stuff. He's one of those. I mean, I feel like you know, I I do this with a lot of uh, if I'm ever, like listen to a rap song a lot where I like I'll like be listening and like I know like a word at the end of a verse when I'm like <laughs> dope, <laughs> you know, fucking my favorite song from him. In fact, it's super weird, but the one word that comes to mind is there's a verse that ends with the word arapaima, which is a weird. Like what is that? It's a river fish in like Africa or something. This huge, weird river fish. So there's this one verse, and I'm just like, and then I get high like the Arapaima. <laughs> oh god, I can't believe I did that on fucking air. Um, Damn, you're gonna be googling like all through his tracks. I know, I know. <laughs> um, but he's he. I think he dropped two albums this year. Um, the newest one, Garbology, produced by Blockhead, it's pretty dope. But I really liked his previous one. It might have come out last year. I don't know. Um, but it's called spirit world field guide. Um, and it's very heavy on the, like the intro track is like a spoken word thing where he's talking about like, this is a literally he's acting as though it is a guide for entering the spirit world. It's very like psychedelic vibes. Um, and he's always got a couple songs on pretty much every one of his albums where he talks about like having intense paranoia about he's got like some comedic, um, songs he'll have about like, he hears a noise outside and it's like, it's probably just a, probably a squirrel. Or it could be, you know, he's like in his head having an anxiety spiral about like, it could also be an assassin sitting here to kill me, something, something. I don't know. He's a goofy dude. 
with some dope beats. Yeah, no, um, I haven't like honestly dialed into him in like forever. So I definitely want to check out like, especially those like couple projects that you just mentioned. Quick wreck for you, actually. Um, do you know who Asher Roth is? I don't think I do. Do you remember this was like his biggest hit of his career and is not reflective at all to what the rest of his career would pan out to be? But it was the I Love College guy. I don't think I know what that is. Oh, that was like a really big popular like frat rap boy like like song that came out in like I think mid or late 2000s. Needless to say, because uh, I think when most people hear Asher Roth, they like kind of chuckle. They're like that guy. But he actually went super indie and like underground with like the rest of his career. And it's like a lot of it is just like very like stoner, like stream of consciousness, just like rapping about like like good cheeses and like getting high and like organic like food and stuff but it's all with like really like dope jazzy beats and i think you would really fuck with that yeah. like I, something super calm and easy to just listen to and chuckle occasionally because it's really like funny lyrics i need to check it out I need, we need to be writing these things down because i've got like homework this is why i wish the fucking i don't know if asher roth was on your top 100 songs but this is another uh, why i wish the top 100 we could have worked but. I don't think Asher Roth would have, but probably a couple years ago because when I was really like rocking with him, but I would definitely revisit him, you know. I'll check him out. You want to move into songs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, you started with songs, so I can start with, uh, or you started with artists, so I can start with songs. So. Yeah. Do you want me to do one by one or just list them off? Uh, Yeah, maybe we can just, maybe we can just list these off. So. Yeah. Instead, of, the artist, that was fun, but we don't need to do that with the songs. So. I'm kicking it off, right? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so uh, Charcoal Baby, number five. That one is by Blood Orange. Nice. Then there is Mirror, which I actually think is uh, from an artist. That's 070 Shake, uh, who's a really dope rapper from New Jersey. She's signed under Kanye currently, but yeah, she wasn't in like my top five, but I imagine she'd be in my top 10. So definitely want to give a shout out because I really, really love her music. Number three is The Mystery of Chess Boxing. Uh, that's probably, yeah, I would say it's actually my favorite Wu-Tang Clan song. That one just has like a lot of the members on it, but the beat just goes so hard. And I think it's the Riz's best beat he's ever created. Damn. The number two is Duel of the Iron Mike. That's from the Giz's uh, Liquid Swords album. And it's the second track on there. And it just goes so hard because I think the Giza just comes in with those like really like sharp uh, really crystal clear lyrics and I'm always debating back and forth who's the best lyricist on Wu-Tang and if he's not first then he's definitely would be probably second for me so um, he'd be first um I would probably say it's really hard because like I think of my three like I probably will alternate them I would probably put Raekwon just for his storytelling like like skill sets and just the way he kind of paints a picture but then Ghostface Killer is really dope, but I kind of sometimes maybe give a ding because sometimes I think Ghostface Killer is just spitting shit, just to spit shit. Like, especially if you listen to a lot of his solo projects. I don't know. It goes back and forth a lot. But I would say it would, for me personally, it would be between Raekwon uh, or the Giza. Word. And then number one is Are You With That? Uh, and that's by Vince Staples. Absolutely love that track. I listen to it practically every day, and I'm probably going to listen to it when I'm driving home. It explains the number one, man. Yeah. By the way, side note, I I, I fuck with Ghostface, Ghostface Killer quite a bit. He's got a one that one album that he did with Bad Bad Not Good, and I fucking love that album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. actually listening to it the other day. Word. So my top five are, uh, number five is Pizza Alley by Aesop Rock. So I mostly listened, when I listened to Aesop, I mostly listened to his like full albums. But on that uh, Spirit World Field Guide, 
Pizza Alley is like a huge standout for me. So that one is the one that like I will occasionally just rock that song. So that's why it broke in its top five. And then I got two in a row from Leanne Le Havas. I also mostly just listened to her album, which is why I, I think it's it's just Bittersweet and Read My Mind are the two. I don't, I know Bittersweet. I don't even know what Read My Mind is like specifically. I'm sure once I heard it, I would. Um, but I think it's random that it's just like these two songs and not, cause I'm pretty sure I listened to, I would have thought it would have been the first two songs on her album, which maybe that is what that is. But my number two is take a slice by glass animals. And that's what I mentioned. Um, that's from their second album, how to be a human being. Uh, the song, this song is a banger, huge fan. Yeah, it's dope. And then my number one is heat of the summer by young, the giant. Uh, I think I listened to that. It was my number one song. I think it maybe listened to it like something like 33 times, which isn't that much. But it feels wrong because I there were times where I was driving to like a buddy's house or something and I only listened to that song. Wait, so really quick, how many times did, did you say it told that? Like 33, I think is how many times. Wow. Well, are you with that? The Vince Staples track for me? I I think it was like around 80 something. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like 33, I don't understand because when I mean I, I, I would drive to a buddy's and only listen to Heat of the Summer and I don't mean that it was like a three minute drive. I mean that it was like a 20 minute drive and it, when Heat of the Summer would end, I would just run it back over and over and over and over again because I don't know what it is about that song, but it's like, it speaks to something deeply inside of me. It's not a new song. It was new to me this year. I heard it randomly in like a diner or something. And I don't know. You ever, you ever catch yourself like in public, maybe at a restaurant, just kind of like sitting down talking to somebody. And then you realize you're like head banging almost or like rocking to some music. And you're like, what is this? Like what? You didn't even know you were kind of dancing to it. That ever happened to you? Oh, all the time. I actually embarrass my friends a lot because then I'm like that person, especially if I'm in a club, like I pull up my phone and I try to Shazam something. Yeah. But there's no sadder feeling than hearing an amazing song and then it like switches to the next song and you will never know. Dude, that is a tragedy. I totally agree. You'll never know. Do you do that? Are you like, I'm kind of, for some reason, I, I should just stick my phone in the air when I'm trying to Shazam something. But if I'm like in public, like at this point I was in a diner, I kind of like, try to hide it, you know, like put it on my shoulder, like kind of like, Oh, I'm just holding my phone here. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. For some reason I try to like hide that I'm shazamming. Honestly. I mean, I feel like I've embarrassed myself so much in my life and I have like no shame at this point. I'm sticking that shit right up in the air. I need to find out that song. I don't give a fuck if the person across the diner is like, what is that person doing? They can fuck off. <laughs> I respect that, man. I need to. I need to be that way. I don't know why. I don't know what I. You know, whatever, man. Why do I feel this way? I don't know. Shit, man. We've been talking about this for forty-five minutes, almost fifty. It looks like. Um. So I definitely want to talk about the movie thing. I also want to just kind of chat briefly about like, is it bad that Spotify has such a monopoly over people's music listening? But I think we can skip that conversation by just saying yes, it's bad, and then we can shelve that for a later date. Does that work for you? I mean, honestly, if if we want to get into it, I think we can. I mean, like, Hey, like the whole movie topic isn't going to go away in like a week or two. And if anything, especially as the holiday films are getting closer. So if you kind of want to just dedicate uh, time to to this and then just get into the movies, we certainly can. But if not, then we can totally move on really up to you. I'm totally game with either. You want to take a break and think on it or yeah, let's take a quick break. Yeah. And we're back, y'all. We're back. So uh, we talked off mic. Despite what we talked about in the beginning of the episode, we are going to talk, be talking about the movie industry stuff at another episode. Um, and we're also not going to keep talking about Spotify um, because uh, we've got some other stuff we want to chat about. I think we both kind of agree that Spotify being 
the like kind of in charge of everything is shady. Spotify seems shady, but um, I don't know that you. I don't feel like I have a particularly unique take on Spotify bad. So, I mean, it's almost like Spotify is a corporation. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so what else? You know, boom, bad. <laughs> Next. So you had something you wanted to talk about? Yeah. Um, hey, I know we'd normally get into kind of like uh, small little popcorn pieces of like lore of the week and stuff, but. Something I've been thinking about, especially with like the recent like holiday break, uh, had a little bit of time back in my life and just made me kind of like think like, wait, I'm like engaging with things that uh, normally don't really have the time for and wanted to kind of just ask like, what have you been fucking with lately in like the past few weeks? And if there's anything that like has really gotten you excited or you're just engaging with in general. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, You want me to go first? Um, I can go first or you can, depending on if you want to take a little time to think on it. Yeah, you go first. Yeah. So to kick it off, um, I was really excited for this show just because anything just related to comics at times really always gets me going. And it's been like, uh, within the last year that I really have like started to like re-engage with like the MCU and Hawkeye came out and they dropped the first two episodes and I checked that out and I really, really fuck with it. I personally really love street level um, heroes, especially when like Netflix had the run with like uh, the Defenders or like Daredevil and Jessica Jones and like yeah. uh, Luke Cage and stuff. Yeah. Iron Fist was a mess, but goddamn <laughs> that I'd not crack up at sometimes at that show. But uh, Hawkeye very much in the vein of that, but also Disney fight in a sense. But it also has a lot of charm to it. So not knocking it. It's just it's just a different tone for sure. But the show just really has like a lot of really great acting in it, uh, really awesome world building. And one of the things that I absolutely love about it is that it's holiday theme and there's nothing that gets me going than a really fun, engaging like holiday movie. That's not actually about Christmas yeah. or like the holidays, like Die Hard's my favorite yeah, Christmas yeah. movie for that. I reason. was going to say, and Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. So people who say it's not, I mean, Hey, it has people coming together mm-hmm. during a Christmas party there's all the decor. It's about people like making compromise and trying to like love one another. You know, look at like John McClane, like doing what he does for his like partner and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like it's the gift of giving and stuff like that. So I, it's a holiday movie. It's a holiday movie. I, I think it is the official position of the Lord of the Week podcast that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Period. So yeah. Uh, so Hawkeye's been really fun. So I think for people who are like a fan of like that street level, like kind of gritty crime, uh, it's really fun, but it also has a lot of great humor in it. And I'm really excited to be looking forward to like the rest of the season and like the shows coming out. And it takes a lot of inspiration from, um, the 2012 Matt Fraction run of Hawkeye. And that's inspired me to definitely look into the comic. So and I was traveling seasons coming up. I'm definitely going to be looking to like cop that and like just crush it. So uh, really excited for that. Yeah, man. I'd love to hear how that goes too, because I haven't really read very many um, like MCU or uh, Marvel comics. I've read like some of them. Like I read that, I think, I don't know if we talked about it on the pod, but the uh, like the visions run, um, yeah. which was like an award winning, that thing was cool. And I think I read civil war, but most of my um, superhero comics have been Batman. So would love to hear if you like it and definitely would be down to borrow potentially. So, cause I don't really know much about Hawkeye other than Jeremy Renner, who is a goofball. Um, <laughs> goofball, certainly an understatement. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I'm not really too familiar with Hawkeye as well. 
what's really cool about the show too is they embrace the fact that he's like the wackest Avenger. Yeah. And that's what actually is the charm and like what makes it really funny. And then I hear like the graphic novel actually does a great job of kind of embracing the New York identity. It's not just NYC. Like he goes upstate New York and kind of travels around the state as well. And I'm like, yeah, definitely want to get back to my stomping grounds and definitely see that connection being from New York. That's right. That's right. That's cool. So, um, yeah, I've been rocking with that. And then um, recently picked up Game Pass. I'm an Xbox player. So nice. I got into the Dishonored series and I had always heard about Dishonored for like the past like several years and like how great of like a stealth game it is and never just like got around to like trying it. And the beauty of Game Pass is you really can just play games left and right that you normally might have had some interest in, but maybe we're just thinking like, do I really want to commit and like spend this or that? And this actually just makes it easier because now I'm just playing games that I never really would have played actually. Uh, crushed the first one and had an absolute blast. I killed a lot of people. (laughs) So uh, high chaos uh, run for listeners who are not aware of Dishonored. It's a game that came out, I think around like 2012. Yeah. Is around the time that it came out. It feels a little dated in that way where a few years are definitely have passed, but it's essentially like this like uh, fictional world where you're working through all of these like stealth missions and you have the option of taking down people like uh, lethally or non-lethally. And you also have like kind of like these powers that you're granted from like this like otherworldly figure. And it's all these themes of like kind of bourgeoisie and like taking the like mantle of the crown of like ruling like uh, this city uh, called Dunwall. And it's just really like badass and it's pretty hard. Like it's stealth in the way where you're not necessarily sticking in the shadows like as if it's like Splinter Cell. You're... It's stealth where you have to be quick, fast, and make some really like like slick decisions. Otherwise, I think if you're playing it where you're literally inching through the game, that's kind of a bit of a bore. I think you I think the game's best when you're taking a lot of risks and chances personally. Yeah. I have a lot to say about that. Um, but if you have more, I, I can jump in later. Oh, uh, other than that, I mean I crushed through it. I absolutely love the story. I'm one who likes to be immersed into a game and especially when there's reading materials. This game cranked it up a little too much. Yeah. I stopped reading everything, honestly, and it gets into so much fucking whaling and whale oil. <laughs> There's like this thing with whale whale oil that's like used as like kind of the energy or like kind of natural resource of the world. It it it, it it's honestly ridiculous. <laughs> so at a point, like I was like, you know what? I'll just look up like the quick recap on an article. I think that would be more beneficial. And now I'm uh, uh working through uh Dishonor 2, which Personally, I really love because it's just like the graphics are really, really nice. The gameplay feels a little bit more polished. And I'm really excited to like start rocking in with more of the new gameplay mechanics and like powers in general. But it sounds like you've played it quite a bit. So, yes, I had a a roommate um, who played both of them, I think, around the times that they came out. Uh, And I I dug watching him play um, and I didn't really think about it. I I also like that kind of genre of quote unquote immersive sim, I think is what those games are called. which is, uh, again, I always try to avoid talking about what genre is on the show, but um, a lot of people have made a good point that, like, call it, what does immersive sim mean? It's like, is, are all video games on immersive sims? Anyway, um, uh, <laughs> I played the first one all the way through, and I did a no chaos run, which means you do not kill anyone, and that is hard as fuck to do. Um and the way that you basically need to do it is you are inching through the level like you were talking about, which may, takes a super long time. And if you ever make a mistake, you I'm constantly saving 
and then if I fuck up, I reload my save. So it takes away that like flow of the game and that like split second decision making and it becomes like something else entirely, which I think I ruined the experience for myself. I, I still enjoyed the game, don't get me wrong. It's a cool game and the powers are super cool. Um, but I think doing that and like being like, I must get the no chaos because like the ending, if you don't kill anyone, I think is a little better, but I think I ruined the game for myself or not ruined, but I, I really wore myself down with that. And then I started the second one, which to your point looks so much better. Um, and it's got a, a interesting, um, spin. Did you, are you playing as the daughter rather than the main character from the first game? Yeah. Honestly, I, I just feel like narratively it just yeah, feels yeah. better to play as the daughter. Yeah. Um, and also if you play as, so in the second one, you can choose to either play as the main character from the first game or play as his daughter. Um, and if you play as the, the main character from the first game, you have the same powers basically versus his daughter who has like very different, like similar, but like a new spin on it. So it's just cooler that way. Um, but I quickly moved on to something else. Um, I didn't, I didn't dislike the game. I just like something else caught my attention and I, I think I'd wore myself down I think I was doing the same thing with two save scumming is what they call it. So I, I think what I should do is if I go back and play two, I really need to play like you're talking about where it's just play whatever happens, happens. You got to make those decisions. And I, I feel like that would be a lot more immersive and a lot more fun. So, yeah. Um, what I've heard from people, uh, when playing dishonored, cause like it's one of those games where I think it like a lot of like diehard fans will play it like multiple times as like different. Runs. Yeah. A lot of people just say like, Generally, if you embrace kind of just like, hey, whatever happens, happens, or just full on saying, hey, I'll just do high chaos, like kill anything in my way, that just gives you the opportunity to kind of get a feel for the levels first, and then on a second playthrough, then you can really try to embrace the full, uh, no lethal, or I mean, if you're really hardcore, like ghost play through, which fuck I cannot that. imagine ghost being uh for people who would not be aware, uh, you're not seen at all. That's like had to be near impossible, man. I can't imagine that'd be fun. Also, quick, I want to make a quick comment. You mentioned Xbox Game Pass. Huge shout out to that for anybody, especially any like casual gamers who might be listening. Because uh, if you're not familiar with Xbox Game Pass, I think there's a uh, there's two different tiers you can get. I want to say, and it's either five dollars and fifteen dollars or ten dollars and fifteen dollars a month, and it gives you access to like a shitload of games for free. Like, I mean, not for free, but like all you get a ton of games. Um, it works for PC and for Xbox. And it's just a really great way. There's a lot of older games like that. So if you're someone who used to play a lot of games and doesn't play anymore, but you want to like revisit some old games or you're a person who, you know, likes video games, but you don't really like spending a lot of money on them. Um, this is, you get so many video games and to your point, it's like, it's so much easier to dip in when it's like, you don't have to pay for every single thing that you're getting. You're just paying this flat fee. It's not that expensive. You can get it for a couple months and then whatever. Huge shout out to that. It's very cool. No, for sure. Um, it's something that like has been on my radar for a couple years and I was just like, I don't know why it took me a while to come around on it, but I'm really happy I did. And I wish I had subscribed earlier to it. I'm in the first tier, which I think is uh, $10 a month. And then there's the 15. Personally, I really like the $10 a month. There's only like a handful of games I haven't been able to play because they're kind of in like the top premium. Yeah. And it's games that I would have not really played in general. Most of those games actually are kind of the EA tied ones, like a lot of sports games. So if you're really into like the big like Madden or like kind of uh, like MLB the show and stuff like that, then you would need like the top premiere. But I've been like, for instance, like I've been able to play Back for Blood for on Game Pass and like 
that's a game that just like came out and stuff. Yeah, so. it's crazy how many games, like new games are on there. Yeah, and I, I think the anticipation is like as Xbox releases more big games, they're going to try to like make it as accessible as possible. I was just reading, this is a little related to Dishonored because uh, Deathloop is made by the same people, Arcane Studios. Yeah. When exclu- exclusivity runs out for PlayStation, there's pro- there's murmurs that uh, Deathloop is going to be on Game Pass. I bet it would be, yeah. Yeah, so I'm just going to be like rocking through that. I've heard it's a fun game. I need to, I have a PlayStation 5. I need to, I, that's like one of the games that I plan on. I think I bought it actually. It was on sale. Um, there's a big like Black Friday sale and I bought like a bunch of games. Word. That's dope. Xbox Game Pass, Dishonored. Good shit. Yeah. 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 Well, hey, uh, what have you been fucking with? Um, video games as well, uh, as usual. Um, I picked up the new Pokemon remake that came out on switch because a couple of buddies uh, buddies of mine have been playing it um i haven't played it as much uh, as i've been meaning to it's so funny to to say that where it's like i've really like been slacking on my video game playing um but that's what it's like to be a 30 year old man (laughs) i guess but um been playing a little bit of that um been playing some other games uh one i was showing you before uh before that we started recording there's a game called binding of isaac which uh fucked my life up one time in college um and they just keep releasing more content for it and so i keep going back because i'm an addict uh, i literally failed classes because i i mean there was other shit going on there was it wasn't just this video game like there was obviously some things in my life that were uh i was not in a great place um but mm, it was my addiction uh, but this game it, it's a great game i've been playing a lot of it this looks hella dope yeah, it's a weird. You game. showed me earlier. So yeah, yeah, it's a it's a weird game, man. It's um, it's cool. It's a fun game, but it's also about like you're a little baby, um, who is fighting like turds and um things like that with your tears. It's a weird, weird game, but it's <laughs> despite what I just said, it's very cool. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, I mean, I just I was traveling some. I I think we talked in the last episode. I've been playing um the Pikmin game on my phone, which is just like a really light, easy breezy thing um, to just kind of screw around with on while you're going for walks. Um, and um, yeah, I have been off my reading game. I've really been reading as much. So that's about it, man. Just chilling. Hey, that's really awesome to hear. So yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to move into uh, any of our miscellaneous lore? Oh, I'd love to. What do you have for the week? I've only got one thing for this week. There's been plenty going on in the news. I haven't been as plugged in as as usual. Um, again, just been like kind of traveling and um, doing some home stuff. But I did see first saw it on Twitter, and it led me to go on Reddit um, that there is a conspiracy theory. Might even be too strong because like once you see the evidence, it's pretty damning that there was a um, Ghislaine Maxwell is there. People believe that she was on Reddit, and they found her Reddit profile. Um, and it's not just like, oh, we found Ghislaine Maxwell's Reddit profile. She was also like one of the first members back in 2006. She was a mod of r slash world news, r slash politics, and a couple of other major subreddits. She was also the first person to ever get one million karma for a post. Um, and just and to this day remains like the user with like the 12th highest karma or something like that. And the evidence presented, so <laughs> I... I went looking for the original Reddit post where someone assembled all this information. It was in r slash conspiracy, um, which if you listen to our Astro World episode, you'll know that place is fucked up. I had to really um, like dig through a lot of anti-vax conspiracy shit, which was 
doing damage to my soul, even seeing it and reading it. But um, unlike anti-vax conspiracies, you don't, the evidence presented in this, it was, it was pretty damning. It's pretty clear. You know, you don't have to have an understanding of like the way viruses work or RNA or whatever to know that um, it was things like she posted every day for like 14 years and then stopped the day that uh, Glenn Maxwell was arrested. Um, and then she's like, there's been a couple other times where she didn't post for a little while. And one of them was like when her Glenn Maxwell's mom was known to have died and she traveled for the funeral or something. Uh, and she mentioned some things about when her birthday was, which coincided with Glenn Maxwell's birthday, which fun fact is on Christmas. Um, <laughs> much like Christ our Lord. Um, and, um, Hitler's birthday is 420. That's fun too. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Just and she had a lot of posts like what you would expect, where she was like arguing about, you know, we should decriminalize child pornography, and like, man, like these people are too harsh on age of consent laws, and like some really creepy, fucked up stuff. And uh, it's wild, man. It's wild to think that this person was like on Reddit and like running some subreddits and controlling the flow of information. It's weird, man. This whole thing is like a goldmine of conspiracy talk and like i don't know man like i i i probably will continue because i just found out about this like a couple hours ago so i probably will be continuing to sink my teeth into this and drive myself nuts so uh look forward to hearing more about that yeah i mean i the thought i have in my head is just like rewind years years like back and it's just uh she's sitting at her like laptop and from the distance it's just like jeffrey like Elaine, are you ready? Like to head out to the sex party soon? Oh, just a moment, dear. And he's just like sending like a like a controversial comment on Reddit, and then just like logs off and like walks out. Or yeah, like posting an advice animal meme about child porn or something like that. Like, god damn, man, it's 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 weird stuff. So that's that. That's all I've got to bring today. Elaine Maxwell, huge redditor. Um, well, Hey, thanks for bringing that. <laughs> and then, uh, for me, I bought, um, something a little bit more like, uh, environmental. I was like thinking, uh, from our, uh, episode last week on how, um, I thought that the future would be cooler. Mm-hmm. Here we are. And like the earth is pretty much on fucking fire and we're right now in December and we have not seen a single bit of snow and it was like t-shirt weather today. And everyone's like, it's beautiful weather. And I'm like, well, I mean, this is pretty fucking terrifying and, you know, the future for our like kids and generations to come are fucked. Yeah. Uh, but I saw something really cool, something even cooler, maybe potentially than uh, doorways to Norway or artificial intelligence that would be super advanced to help us like send out emails without us ever lifting our finger. Not that I would ever use it as an emotional crutch, but it would be salmon sperm plastic and how that would actually be used to replace the plastics that is fucking destroying our world. Have you heard about this? Salmon sperm plastic. Yes. I have not heard about this. Oh, I was completely jazzed. So to answer the question, did I think the future would be cooler? No, (laughs) because we now have salmon sperm based plastic. Scientists, uh, they were able to use strands of DNA from salmon sperm, uh, which were then dissolved into water and mixed with I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's a type of chemical that's found in adhesives to create a gel that can then be molded into various shapes. The process is called aqua wielding, 
uh, which is very friendly for me to certainly say. And then it's freeze-dried. Uh, the end product essentially just resembles uh, plastic, uh, yet the process produces 97% less than carbon emissions other than manufacturing regular standard like plastics and such. Nice. And it's environmentally suitable for all existing types uh, to like replace plastics and stuff. Cool. Um, so cups, anything really made out of plastic, whether it's like hardware, gear, like pretty dope. So, and then the creators of uh, the DNA plastic, they said that the material hopefully could maybe make the mass market. The only thing is that with the production process, they could definitely, uh, they just need to mass produce that. And it could also come from a mass range of DNA sources, such as fruits and algae. So interesting that they decided to go with salmon sperm as the first one. Don't really know why. I'm not smart enough to really answer to that. But uh, Twitter had a field day where people were voting left and right on whether or not they would drink uh, water or any type of tasty beverage out of uh, salmon-based or salmon sperm-based plastic. I 100% would because I fucking care about the kids. I care about the future generations. And this is fucking dope. So the future is dope, man. I'm drinking out of this salmon cum cup for you, <laughs> world. I can't help but feel like there was a salmon involved in the the decision-making process of why they went with, with salmon cum instead of whatever else with the salmon. Like, yeah, man. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know. If you, have, you, have you thought about using salmon cum, though? Uh, yeah, you guys want to? I've got some. If you guys want to, you, you just kind of help me uh, get some of this out, you know. Uh, <laughs> you can really, yeah, you guys should really check it out. It's good stuff. Um. Would be gnarly if that, like, because they knew it was going to be this huge project that they were like, oh, we got to, we got to keep this like fish alive. And they just have it in a fucking fish tank. It's just one salmon who's just yeah, like, like in the lab. And it's just like, yeah, they're just draining the it dude, out of him. This is the dude that did it. <laughs> We've been jerking this dude off for years. Um, <laughs> that's an insane headline. I'm so glad you brought that to the show. I'm so glad that I know that now. Um, yeah, man. Brave new world. <laughs> yeah. That's dope. All right, man. Got anything else for us? No, that was really just the little uh, pocket of uh, miscellaneous lore. I think with that being said, I'll pop right into obituary of the week. Oh, yeah. Initially, I was thinking um, when this happened a little bit earlier that it was going to go to a Christian broadcaster and vaccine skeptic who, uh, spoiler, got COVID and died. What? I was going to be like, oh, that's so sad. Oh but then I was like, oh, shit. Actually, some uh, really like a passing happened that I was like, damn, like I actually really want to give some more props. So just want to note out to that Christian broadcaster by the name of Marcus Lamb, uh, get fucked. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, obituary of the week would honorably and respectfully go to uh, Virgil Abol. He uh, died at the age of 41 after a two year bout with cancer, but essentially was hip hop's designer and cultural figure and was the artistic director for Louis Vuitton. And really like took the time to like kind of read up on his life because uh he had such a massive impact i think on hip-hop fashion especially starting from like the mid to late 2000s when he started to collaborate with kanye especially when you think about the era even before my beautiful dark twist of fantasy where he was just all louis vuitton out and even dropped his shoes which were the louis vuitton dons which honestly i, I gotta say i necessarily didn't really fuck with i mean i think the best yeezys were the yeezy twos under the nike umbrella so i'm just giving a hint to you andrew for christmas if you're willing to drop <laughs> a few thousand for me you, you know what to get i'm a size eight so um but just want to say that uh virgil had like such an incredible like impact even to the way that like a lot of like people in uh the industry like dress now and like kind of like push the culture going forward 
especially since hip hop has taken the mantle of like how influential uh, rock and roll was like in the 60s and 70s and 80s. It's now literally like I think the leading driver of like kind of the culture in like the United States and globally. And yeah, even as of recently, you had like a fashion show where like Kid Cudi offset Quavo and Skepta amongst other like hip hop figures like even like ran and like ran in the runway and like actually like showed off like all sorts of designs and stuff and just like gender bending and like really breaking the the, the mold and like the form and like hip hop. So just want to give like the respects and the appreciation for that. Yeah, man. That's cool. Damn. 41. You said. Yeah. That's so young. That's brutal. Yeah. Uh, man. Two year bout too with cancer. That's brutal. Yeah. Damn it. All during the pandemic as well. It's, it's rough, man. But that, he sounds awesome. Virgil also a very cool name. Um, shit. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. But impact and the influence will live on for sure yeah so. absolutely that sound that's so cool though wow never heard of them that's cool all right i think that'll do it for us this week right yeah i think that's uh i think that's pretty much a, a wrap as they say in the industry hey this guy <laughs> all right everybody thanks for joining us thanks again to sean moore for uh the use of our theme song and uh everybody keep Keep on, Lauren. Keep, keep. I don't have a good sign off. Keep Lauren, y'all. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Later. Later. Later.